Hello and welcome to another episode of the Vavil UK EFL League 1 and 2 podcast with myself, Adam Doyle and James Crossan. James, we've got a great show in store today, haven't we? We certainly have, Cal. Today we'll be previewing the two League One playoff semi-finals along with some very special guests. That's right, we're really fortunate to be joined by three great guests on today's pod, so sit back, relax and let the war of words begin on today's Vavil EFL podcast. Lyle Taylor pulling wide again, is this the chance? It is the chance! Reese with the cross, Don't forget, you can find all of our previous podcasts on Spotify, Apple, Google Pods and Acast. So, after nearly three months of waiting, we're now only a few days away from the start of the League One playoffs. We're delighted to be joined by Joe Citrone, an Oxford fan from the League One Lowdown podcast, and Tom, a Pompey fan from the 4-0 written all over a YouTube channel. First of all, I'll start with you, Joe. Obviously, the season ended in premature circumstances. It went to a points-per-game system. Oxford ended up finishing fourth. Do you feel like you could have caught one of the teams that went up automatically? Uh, yeah, I, I definitely think we had we were in the chance. I think if you look at the promotion race this season in League One, it's been incredibly close from right the way through. And I think, although a few weeks prior, perhaps the the top two looked pretty cemented. I think you looked at Rotherham's form, and and they took a little bit of a hit just before the break. Um, so the, I, I guess the league ended at a bit of a convenient time for them. But um, yeah, I mean, I think you, you look at where the league was and our form, our form was looking pretty strong heading into the um, into the break. Um, yeah, we were definitely in with a chance. But as, as, as you know, I think um, had Josh Ruffles not scored in the last minute of our last game before the break, wouldn't even have made the playoffs on points per game. That's just how close this whole promotion race has been. So fine margins. But yeah, I mean, if, if, if the last nine games have played out as they were supposed to and as I should have done, then I think we were in with a shot. But then again, we, were, we weren't exactly cemented in the playoffs either. It's just been that kind of season. Yeah, definitely. And um, Tom, what about you? Do you think Pompey had a realistic chance of automatic promotion or what was it the playoffs for you? I'd like to say that we did have a realistic chance, but Pompey have a, a nasty habit of bottling it when it gets really important towards the end of a season. Um, we've seen that for quite a few years now. Um, I think that the this the decision that was made and and the way in which it was dealt with probably was wasn't too difficult for Pompey to digest just because of the situation it's probably the same for Oxford because of the situation we were both in we looked like we'd bagged a playoff position at the stage of the season we were in but if the season had been carried on like it has been in the Premier League and the Championship I think we would have both had an outside chance of of um automatic promotion obviously that depended on different teams so. Uh, we were probably prepared to go up through the playoffs this season, given given the good, um, well, the, the strong performances that our opposition have shown, especially teams like Coventry and Rotherham and Oxford United and Fleetwood, to be fair to them, have had a really good season. So, and probably surprising to those Fleetwood fans that they've had such an amazing season. Um, I, I would like to say that I think it's definitely time for, for something to happen, for Pompey at least, speaking very personally. Um, I think it's been a, a long, long wait, four years in League Two and now a couple of seasons in League One. Um, and I'd love now to be the time for us to say that we'll be playing Championship football next season. Um, but yeah, in, in terms of 
the the playoffs. I think it it was probably definitely playoffs for us this season, given given the um, given the competition we had for automatics. And Tom, you've got a very experienced manager in Kenny Jacket. He's a man that's coming for a little bit of criticism over his tenure at Pompey, but obviously he's very very experienced. Do you think he can use that to Portsmouth's advantage during the playoffs? I really hope so. He's got a fantastic track record at clubs like Wolves and Watford, and he's he's definitely the right man for the job. Um, you mentioned that he's had a, a, a bit of a, I don't know, a topsy-turvy time at Pompey. I think fans have been disappointed at stages of the seasons that we've had with him. I think definitely if this season doesn't end up in success for Pompey, that people will definitely be looking, I'm not saying me, but I think people will definitely be uh, calling for Kenny to go because um, then that would have been three failed seasons in League One and pretty much gone into full steam reverse since the Paul Cook season. We went up uh, as champions on the final day up from League Two. So I really hope that given Kenny's CV and given all his attributes as a manager, that he is the man to take us up. Um, but we'll, we'll have to wait and see. It's not not too long to go now. And I just hope that it, that it all comes together. On the topic of managers, Joe, how impressed are you with Carl Robinson's turnaround at Oxford? Um, yeah, I mean, Carl's a funny one. I think, you know, he has a, a bit of a habit to to sort of let his mouth run away with him and a bit of a reluctance to think before he speaks at times. But, you know, there's no doubt that after what was a, a really tough full, first full season, um, he's come back fantastically well this season and he's built a team that, I think he wants. He's wanted all along this sort of team to play the passing, attacking style of football that he wants. I think this season, in contrast to last season, he's got the players that he wanted, and um, yeah, this season's been the season's been good. It's been sort of um, up and down. There have been times where, you know, things haven't gone quite right, but we've always bounced back. I think this it, that is very much in co- contrast to last season as well, where when we had picked up a bad result, it would tend to be followed by two or three more bad results. We've we've bounced back this season and. You know, I, th- I think this season has been has been fantastic. I think, especially you look at the cup competitions. Um, you know, we've got we've had a habit to really turn up in the big games, which I hope will stand us in good stead coming into the playoffs. And yeah, Carl has has really turned it around. I think a lot of fans were were, were calling for him to go at sort of this point last season, but he's turned it around and proved a lot of people wrong. So fair play to him. And obviously, um, only one of you can go through. So, is there a worry that? Should you not go up via the playoffs, the likes of Ronan Curtis and John Marquis might move on top? I really hope not, because those two names you just mentioned are two of easily the best players that Pompey have in their possession right now. Um, but on the flip side of that, I think if the playoffs are successful for us, then we'll, we'll definitely be a magnet for a lot of talent that, given the current situation, might have been displaced by their own football clubs um, and will be homeless in terms of their football. So... Um, yeah, but I, I just, I, it all really depends on whether the playoffs end up being a success for us. We'd, we'd hate to see John Marquis go after only one season. Um, Ronan Curtis has already attracted championship interest, even during his time at Pompey, even without the playoffs being in the question. Um, I think there's even, even more talent in terms of Andy Cannon and Marcus Harness will definitely suit championship football. Um, and I think we're, we've really overachieved in terms of our squad depth as well. Um, so that that is a worry for Pompey fans should um, we not be promoted via the playoffs, but hopefully we will be and that won't be something that we have to worry about over the summer. And Joe, um, we've already seen Oxford lost a couple of players in January to Brentford, Tariq Fosu and um, Shandon Baptiste moved on. Are, are there any more players that you'd be worried about 
other clubs coming swooping if um, if Oxford weren't to make it to the championship? Oh yeah, definitely. I think if if we don't go up, then I think everyone's pretty much resigned to the fact we'll be losing Rob Dickey and, and Cameron Brannigan, who are probably two of the best players in their respective positions in the division. Um, I think already there's sort of been murmurs about you know, and rumours about but both players, you know, had links. And I think even if we do go up, to be fair, they'll attract interest from from top championship clubs um, as well. I think that they're, they're, they're really that good, especially Brannigan, I think, has the potential really to go right to the very top. And um, and yeah, it, it, I think we've we, we've 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 been used to losing players really over the last few seasons. We've lost, a, a, you know, Baptiste and Fossu were not the first players that we've had to, to sell on. I think we're a selling club. I think we've been sort of accepted that's where we're at at the moment. Um, hopefully, if we were to get promoted, that would begin to change. Um, and I'd love both those players to stay, but I think it's going to be very difficult, especially sort of with coronavirus um, affecting the transfer market and, you know, everyone's lost out on a bit of money now. I think we're going to have to probably sell to to, to, to keep the, you know, the, the, the club coffers um, topped up, really. And on the flip side of that, Joe, obviously um, you've got Matt Taylor on loan from Bristol City. His contract's expiring in the summer. How, what are the chances of keeping him both in League One and in the Championship? Uh, I hope they're very good. I think he's loved his time back at the club. He's a local lad. Um, he started off at the club, um, was released as a young kid and has since gone on to do really good things and obviously has come back. And I think he's really started to enjoy his football again. I think the last couple of seasons at, at Bristol City were were pretty tough for him. Um, wasn't scoring as, as 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 sort of regularly as he was at Rovers or playing as much either. Um, but since he's dropped back down to League One, um, I think he's really um, felt the warmth and love of the fans. I think Carl Robinson has, has definitely got the best out of him. I think last season, one position in particular we were missing was, was a centre-forward. I think this season we've got that and he's felt that he's really been the main man at Oxford, whereas he was a bit of a, a bench player, a bit of a maybe impact player off the bench at, um, at Bristol City. So I hope, even if we do stay in League One for next season, that we've got a decent chance of keeping him. I think if we go up, then we've got a really good chance of keeping him because, as, as I said, I think he's really enjoyed being back at Oxford and, and he's playing some of his best football that he's had in the last sort of two or three years. And with the playoffs in mind, obviously it's not an easy task for either side on Friday and the second leg, but should you go through, which team are you hoping not to face in the final? Um, I... I really do not want to play Wickham simply because um, it's a bit of a, it's not really a rivalry, you know. We've got, but it's, it's, there's a bit of a it's a bit of a local affair, and I think that is just just my nerves alone. That would be too much. Um, I know a lot of Wickham fans, and I just do not want to lose to them in the final. Um, that would be horrendous. So, um, but you know, and but to be fair, you know, Fleetwood I think might be the tougher game. I think they've got the better players. Um, they've got a really strong squad. Um, and we got absolutely battered at their place early in the season as well, Fleetwood, to be fair. So um, that would be both are tough. But I think coming into the playoffs, there was no really there was no real preference for me of who we play. I think this has been such a close um, promotion race this season that there's not there's not much in it out of all the teams. I don't think anyway. And, and Tom, do you have a preference which side you face in the final? Yeah, I I definitely like Joe just said. I definitely prefer to play Fleetwood rather than Wickham. Um, I love the term local affair for a rivalry that's not really a rivalry. I think I've been using that one. Um, but yeah, I, I think it will be definitely we'd we've, we'd favour playing Fleetwood in, in the playoff final. Not not no disrespect to Fleetwood in any way, but they've massively overachieved this season. Again, I I know quite a few Fleetwood fans, and that they're, they're just happy to be here, really. So yeah, I think definitely Wickham and Gareth Ainsworth and all the talent they've got there will definitely prove to be more of a challenge at Wem, especially at Wembley. So. Um, yeah, but the the playoffs are a lottery, as we all know, but even more amplified by 
than they normally are because of no fans, because of the lack of form, because of the match fitness, because of all the injuries that we could incur. We looked at just just look at the Premier League and the first weekend back, and you don't want to be five players down within half an hour of your first leg, do you? So, I mean, there's there's loads of different things to take into take into account when we get there. But um, yeah, definitely Fleetwood in the playoff final. If we get there, of course, we we still got to get there. So Right then. So got a little quiz for you. Did explain it off air, but it's a, for all your listeners, it's a home and away quiz. So the format is very simple. You both have three questions each. You can choose a home question, which is a question about your club, or an away question, which is a question about the opponent's. If you get the home question correct, you will get one point. If you get the away question correct, you will get three points. Bragging rights are on offer. And obviously, if you win this, so will your team on Friday. <laughs> I'm going to start with Oxford. So we're starting with Joe. And then, Tom, it will go to you just because Oxford did finish above you in the table. So I think it's only fair. Fourth first and then fifth. So, Joe, would you like a home or away question? Uh, let's get off to a good start, hopefully. Home, home question. Home question, lovely stuff. So I'll hand you over to Kellum, who will give you the first question. So Joe, who has scored the most goals for Oxford this season? Is it A, James Henry, B, Matty Taylor, or C, Tarek Fosu? Uh, well, it's definitely not Fosu. Um, uh, it's been close to Henry. I'm going to go, is it Henry? It's not, I'm afraid. It's Matt Taylor. Unlucky. So the ball is in Pompey's court after first question. So, Tom, what would you like? Play it safe with a home question or an away question? Given the fact I know nothing about Oxford, um, I'm going to go for a home question. So, Tom, who has scored the most goals for Pompey this season? Is it A, Ellis Harrison, B, John Marquis, or C, Ronan Curtis? Ronan Curtis. That is correct. Tom is 1-0 up. Excellent. Right then, so next question. Joe, home or away? Um, home, please. Home. So, how many assists has James Henry recorded this season? Is it 7, 9, 10 or 6? Um, I'll go with the highest, 10. It's 9, I'm afraid. Oh, Jesus. Shocker. So Tough question for you. Yeah, Adam, Adam, that was a stinking question. Oh, come on, Kel. Don't hit the play, hit the game. (laughs) (laughs) So, Tom, would you like a home or away question? I'm not going to risk an away question. I'm going to stick to home, please. (laughs) You you lads are like the people who take the minus offer on the chase. (laughs) (laughs) So... Name two of the four players with three league assists this season for Portsmouth. Oh, my Lord. Um, oh, God. Um, Harness. Marcus Harness. Um, can I name more than two and then see if any of them are right or is that cheesing a little bit? No, you need, you need, you need, to, see, you need to seal in your two, two answers, your two most confident answers. I've got to lock my answers in. Okay. Um, right, we'll go Marcus Harness as one of them. And, oh, who else? Who else is this? Um, we'll go Ronan Curtis. Unfortunately, neither of them are right. So, oh dear. <laughs> it's only 1 0. <laughs> I hope the two managers have done more homework than you two. <laughs> <laughs> 
this genuinely is just the greatest quiz that I've ever ever seen. <laughs> right then, so it is a it is a decider. So Joe, it's back to you. Are you going to play it safe and go for the draw, or are you going to go for the win and go for an away question? Well, I might as well make things interesting, what I say? So we'll go away. Oh, he's gone for it. Ooh. I like it. I like it. Okay, I'll go with this one. So, Joe, for the Pompey question, how many promotions does Kenny Jacker have on his belt? Is it two, three, four, or five? Um, I think it's. I think it's two. I'm afraid the answer is three. He's won two via the playoffs and one automatic. Tom, I think this is either a one-nil win, uh, you've got the chance to a home question, which is another point, or you can also take an away question. I've got no chance with an away question, so let's let's go for another home one and just just because I can't win one-nil. It needs to be needs to be a convincing one because otherwise we'll only just scrape it in the playoffs if your formula is so um so tom <laughs> if you've got you've gone for a home question which is which is me um how many league games did pompey win this campaign was it 15 17 13 or 18 17 i checked it earlier 17 is correct he's done some research as well so we have a winner with a 2-0 victory is tom so the question is tom are portsmouth going to do the same on Friday, um, probably not two 0 but I'd I'd hope so. Yeah, it's it's going to be a really tough tough game against Oxford. We've we've only had what from what I can remember, we've only had disappointing days out at Oxford. Um, I think there'll be a lot of Pompey fans trying to get a glimpse over the fence at the end. Yeah, I think def- definitely we'll, we'll go for the win at Fratton Park on Friday night, and then hopefully we can get something at the Casam on Monday. And over to you, Joe. What about you? What are your predictions? Well, luckily, my general knowledge has no bearing on the result. Otherwise, I think we'd be relegated if it did. I think, um, but no, I, I hope. I hope so. I think it's. Dif- I think it's going to. It's going to depend on who's who's kept themselves sharp in the break and who can adapt quickest to sort of being that weirdness of being of playing behind closed doors. I hope it's us. Um, I think we've got a couple of players coming back from injury: Ben Woodburn and, and Liam Kelly, which I hope will be a big boost for us because we've not really seen much of them. There was a lot of excitement when we signed those two players, but we've not seen much from them. So hopefully they'll come to the fore. And then, you know, our, our three main men really up front in uh, Marcus Brown, Matty Taylor and James Henry, hopefully they'll make the difference and they'll turn up. I think if they turn up and have good games, then we've always got a good chance. So a big thank you to Joe and Tom for coming on. We wish you both the best of luck and may the best team win. Now we will be looking ahead to Fleetwood versus Wickham in the other game. Welcome back to the Vavil UK podcast. We've heard from the Pompey and Oxford camps, but now it is time to build up to Fleetwood versus Wickham. That's right. Unfortunately, we do not have a guest from Fleetwood Town this evening. Uh, we've had a few connection issues, but we do have a Wickham Wanderers fan. Taylor Tony Green, welcome to the show. How are you today? Yeah, good, thank you. Yeah, not too bad. Uh, Taylor, the first question I'd like to ask you is, how do you feel about Wickham making the playoffs? It's been met with a opposition from a lot of sides, particularly Peterborough, it must be said. Um, do you think you'd have made it if the season was allowed to carry on to its full conclusion? Um, you know, it's tough to know because obviously been out for so long. Uh, so whether we would have continued the season or this had never happened. Don't know. We weren't in too bad a form. I think we were sort of winning and losing. Uh, 
problem is quite a lot of people fans going back to our bad form in December. But I mean, December was only one month where we weren't at our best. Since then, we've sort of been up and down. So it's tough to say. Uh, we had that game in hand, which obviously is the reason uh, we sort of got into the playoffs. But I reckon if we would, it would have we wouldn't have been able to match the form of like Oxford or Fleetwood because they're in good form. But I think we might have been able to squeeze in right in sort of seventh ish. Taylor, with I mean, it's Gareth Ainsworth's sixth sixth year now at the club. Do you think it's now or never for him to to get promotion to the championship? Um, you know, nah, because when he came in and when we stayed up on the final day a couple of years back now, um, it was always a five-year plan from then on. Um, and to get once we got up, the focus has been to stay in the league our first season in League One. And then again, this season, the priority really was just to stay in the league. Um, we've done that. And now we've got new owners. I think we're happy to stay under Gareth. Because, um, I mean, our main problem is him actually leaving to... So I think uh, we, well, me especially, I thought he was going to go to QPR. Um, thankfully, he sort of stayed with us. Um, but we're very much in the camp of just sticking behind Gareth and seeing what he can take this team. Taylor, you mentioned the game in hand uh, earlier that was the bone of contention for Dara McAntony and a few other chairmen. Uh, it was against Coventry, who ended up winning the league uh, after points per game. Game that. Oh, every episode. <laughs> every episode against that is. A game that you did in the reverse lose. How do you think you would have fared? Do you think you would you would have got anything from that game? It's tough. I, I don't, we don't have a great, I think, I think I read a stat. Gareth Ainsworth has never beaten Coventry. He's never beaten a Coventry side. Um, and obviously we got smacked at home in, in the first sort of game. That was our first home defeat. If I'm honest, no, not really. Uh, obviously Coventry were flying before the break. And I really they wouldn't have seen us getting a result out of that. So look at that way. We are tremendously lucky. Um, Taylor, correct me if I'm wrong, but Wickham have never been in the championship before. As a supporter, what would it mean to you for your club to reach the second tier for the first time? It'd be crazy. Obviously, whether it would be sort of marked if we couldn't go and watch the games. Um, but like I remember being young like when I first went to like Wickham and I was saying to my dad, like, Dad, will we ever like playing the Premier League and he was like look I don't even think we'll ever get to the championship just because we are such a, such a small club and well never really had stable funding because um, we've been fan owned for the however many last years um, and it was only recently where two weeks before sort of lockdown we actually got owners in for the first time in you know god knows how long so even league even being consistent in league one would be happy for us but to be in the championship would just just be insane. Taylor, who would you say is the best player in your team and, and the player that will cause Fleetwood the, the most danger on Friday? I mean, it, it depends sort of what like team we put out. We've obviously got a solid team all around. Akin Fenwell would be like the main one you'd think instantly. Um, when he's playing, he's really our big threat just because we sort of play through him a lot of the time, long balls up towards Akin Fenwell. He brings it down and manages to bring other players in. When Jacobson... We went at his day. Obviously, he scored that hat trick against Lincoln earlier on in the season, and he's had a wonderful season. So, when he's on form, it's you know he's our threat as well as Darius Charles at the back. He he um when because he, he's had quite a lot of injury problems, but when he's consistent and he's on form, I think that's the problem with us. When when our players aren't on form, that's when we struggle. But if everyone's on form, then then we are 
where he deserved to finish third. If I had to pin it to one, I would just sack him Fenwell just because he is the focal point of our play. Just quickly, obviously, the, the football break has been around three months. I know there's a lot of fans out there that have been dying to get their football fix in. And there'll be a lot of new fans to this as well that have maybe not watched anything in League One this season that might just flick on on Friday night just to just to watch a game of football. How would you sum up Wickham's play? How would you explain... If you had to explain Wickham to a stranger, how would you explain it? Um, not exciting. Uh, well, recently, it's, 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 it's not been too bad, but... Well, like we have a chant, um, time wasting bastards. That off often that is sung on the terraces. Ainsworth is a master at, you know, six minutes to go. Let's just keep it in the corner. I can't I don't know how many times our keepers had yellow cards just from, you know, catching the ball and just dropping to the floor like he's been shot. So um I would say if someone's looking for like nice football, I wouldn't recommend. But if you're looking for sort of an underdog story where a team a small club, not many finances are managing to do this well, then yeah, I'd say that's sort of your underdog fix. I'd go for Wickham. And you touched on it there that um, you, you've, you're not the most exciting team. Uh, you did pick up a bit of a reputation for grinding out 1-0 victories, especially at the start of the season. Would you take a 1-0 victory over Fleetwood right now in the first leg? Yeah, absolutely. This is the problem with the playoffs. You don't know what happens with the two legs because... If you saw when the um the Cheltenham Northampton game, I thought Northampton were down. You know they weren't going to get through two 0 at home. You're thinking they're probably out of it, and then they go in and win three 0 away. So it's really like, tough to understand and to know how it's going to play out. I would I would take one nil over the two legs. I'd take a nil nil penalty victory. You know anything just to get to the final. I think we would take to be honest. And Taylor, it's interesting that you mentioned Northampton there because. We, we had a Northampton fan on the podcast a couple of weeks ago and he was saying how this is sort of like their second chance because they were on the way out of the playoffs, they were in wretched form. And OK, you've just said that Wickham's form wasn't as good as the teams up in the top six, but it also wasn't terrible. But at the same time, this underdog status, this second chance, form goes out the window. Do, do, do you think you, you have got just as much a chance as anyone. Yeah, you know, I was I was in uh, Ainsworth's press conference today and he was speaking a lot about the team unity and how much, you know, he wants to make sure that every player's, you know, on form, like in their personal life and on the pitch. He's very much sort of a father figure to a lot of, of the, the boys at the club. Um, and form most of the time does go out the window and I think it is going to go out the window, especially because of the break. I think that's where... Fleetwood aren't going to be too pleased because I think they were 12 unbeaten going into the playoffs. Whether their form is going to stay or or not, you don't know. Um, but I know that there's been a lot of focus um, like on Wickham side of things to just sort of get the team unity back. And I think that's what makes us, that's how we've done so well this season is because we're such a unified group of players. Um, and I would say we probably do have the strongest dressing room in the league, if not in the football league, just from the way you see the players react with each other and the how man how the manager speaks of the players and how past uh sort of players speak of how Ainsworth and you know the group of players that we have in the dressing room. So I think that's what is really important in in our play is having that team unity. So Taylor, looking back on a recent head to heads with uh, the two sides, you've won three, Fleet would have won three, and you've drawn three. So uh, it's very evenly split, and there's not been many goals in the fixtures either. Um, what do you think about your opposition going into Friday? Yeah, it's tough. You know, I said earlier that they're 12 unbeaten coming into this. So it is going to be tough. 
they're a good side. I think Joe Barton is actually a good manager, despite what people would think. You know, he's just a hothead, but I do think he's got them playing, you know, some good football. And, you know, they've got Paddy Madden up front. He's always a danger. So it's going to be tough. There's no doubt about that. But it's it's hard to know, as, as I keep saying, you know, this sort of coronavirus and, and the, the month, a couple month break that each team have had it is really tough to sort of make a prediction. Uh, as you've seen in the League Two playoffs and, you know, in the Premier League and Championship, some teams have started well and some teams haven't. You know, we've not had this sort of bedding in period where we can have a couple games. If we've had, a, if we could have had a couple games, um, you know, then yeah, maybe. But obviously, it's the same for Fleetwood. It's the same for Oxford, Portsmouth. It's the same for you know every team in the playoffs. Sort of going straight into the deep end. So just how we can handle that um, coming up against a pretty solid Fleetwood side. And um, James, you've seen Fleetwood Town twice this season uh, during your during your time working for for Coventry City. What have you made to what have you made to them? What are their strengths and weaknesses, and which players can Wickham the Wickham fans need to look out for? On Friday, uh, we've done quite well against some this season. To be honest, Callum, as you'll know, we've done quite well against every team this season. But uh, yeah, no, they've they, they they are solid. They've got big names. I think is the thing with Fleetwood. They've got your, your Paddy Maddens, who, who's been around this level for for years now, scoring goals, and he's got uh, he's bagged the right few this season as well. Ched Evans is another one who's a danger man uh, when he's fit. They've also got quite a solid defence. A suitor at the bat on loan from Stoke, I believe, in the Championship. Uh, he's an he's actually uh, an Australian international who obviously brings a lot of pedigree to that back line. He's he's only young as well, so uh, he he's been really solid. When I watched them, they they did look solid, and I think Taylor's right in that it will be a tight game. It, it, it's hard to say, really. Obviously, it's difficult going into the coronavirus lockdown uh, and the. the ending of the season they were on good form and I think we discussed with the other two guests between them and Oxford it looked like one of those two were going to put up a real push for automatic promotion but like, like I say anything could happen Wickham aren't out of it just just because Fleetwood had good form three months ago I mean anything could happen uh, I mean I've seen Wickham as well a couple of times I've seen them against Sunderland Darius Charles scored I think it was a fifth minute winner and they sat and they were very very stodgy I mean if they get an early goal I would back Wickham to go on and keep a clean sheet against any side in that division. They did look really, really organised at the back. So it will be a really good game, a really interesting game. I think the other game uh, with Oxford and Portsmouth, there could be goals in that one, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was tight. Touching on the other game, uh, Taylor, which of the two sides would you be wanting not to face in the final, should you get there? Um, yeah, I mean, it's tough. They are both obviously good sides. Um, Oxford, we have that sort of local local derby with and Portsmouth obviously a massive club um, they've got a bit more women experience uh, they were then obviously not too long ago in the in the Czech trade final so it is tough um, both of them sort of did well in the FA Cup or they had that you know big ties against big clubs so that gives them a bit of experience in sort of big matches um, if I could choose as a neutral I'd like to see Wickham Oxford you know sort of a local derby see them two go against each other and you know no one wants to see a club with three stands in the championship so I would I'd, if I could choose I'd probably rather face Oxford just because I think the spectacle of Oxford Wickham would be good to watch and I'd love to you know put one over 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 Oxford and Plymouth are a strong side they've got experience um, great players sort of all around the team so I'd, I think I'd rather I'd rather face Oxford. Right then, guys. So, thank you, Taylor. We will be asking you for your prediction on the tie. I know you've touched on it earlier, but we will be asking for one final prediction at the end. But it is time for the quiz. Now, obviously, in the first 
quiz, we had Joe versus Tom in a Oxford versus Pompey clash. However, because we don't have a Fleetwood fan tonight, what we're going to do is we're going to have our resident EFL so-called expert, Kel, answering for Fleetwood. So, Kel, if you don't want to face Fleetwood next season, make sure you get all of these wrong. Uh, I'll just go through the rules just again. So it's a home and away uh, style quiz. For a home question, Taylor, you do get a point if you answer correctly. For an away question, it is three points. So we will start with you. Would you like a home question or an away question? Uh, I'd like an away question, please. Ah, nice. He's back in his back. Love it. Confidence. Right then. So your first question today. Who has scored more league goals for Fleetwood this season? Is it A, Paddy Madden or B, Ched Evans? Uh, It's Paddy Madden, isn't it? Home or away, are you going to try and uh, get a point on the table? You've got to go away, ain't you? Oh, sweating now. Yeah, I've got to go away. I've got to go away. I've got to gamble. All right, so, Kel, here's your question. Gareth Ainsworth is the longest-saving manager in the EFL. Uh, how many Wiccan games has he taken charge of? Is it A, 412, B, 420, or C, 404? I'll go for the middle, 412. Uh-oh. Oh, no. So, going on to question two, it is 3-0 to Taylor. Uh, by the way, Taylor, that is you with more points than anyone that's played so far, so well done. It's been, it's, it's been a bit of a dismal showing from everyone else. Uh, so, would you like a home question or stick with the aways? Um, I'll go home, consolidate the lead. No problem. Taylor, Fleetwood were one of... Two teams to win Adams Park this season. Can you name the other side? Uh, James would like this one. Is it Coventry? It is indeed. Kellum, it's up to you now. He's got four points, so really you need to start getting points on the board. Would you like a home or away question? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I came here with nothing, so I'll go away again. Okay, Kel. So, Wickham's third place finish in League One is the highest in their history. What position was their previous record best? Have I got options? You have no options. Um, sixth in League One. Oh, it's all to play for now. So it's 4-3. Taylor, are you going to finish him off and go for another away question or are you going to play it safe home and hope he drops points? Uh, I'll make it interesting. I'll go away. Oh, I love it. So your final question is... Nathan Pond was awarded a Guinness World Record for the number of leagues he played in for one club with Fleetwood. How many did he compete in? Um, I, I think you've been out to marry this question. That's a tough one. Yeah, it's difficult. Oh, I mean, I, it's, it's got to be more than three because otherwise there's got to be more players who have played in that. So, so if I go four or five, I'm going to go... If it's a world record, I've got to go five. Unfortunately not. It is seven. Seven, seven, seven leagues, yeah, from way back down in, in the, I think they were in the eighth tier, uh, all the way up to, sorry, the eighth step. They've gone all the way up to League One with Nathan Pond in the squad. Wow. So, 4 3 going into the final question. Kellum, we don't want Fleetwood next year. We don't want them. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like a home question to tie or an away question? To take all the glory. Well, I mean, I, I take no prisoners. I don't know either team that well, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go away. Kel Wickham's last playoff campaign ended in defeat in the 2014-15 season. But who did they lose to in the League Two playoff final? Was it A. Southend United, B. Shrewsbury Town, or C. Burton Albion? 
uh, I think it's between Burton or Southend. But I, I think that Burton lost to Fleetwood the year that we won the playoffs in 2014. So I'm going to go with Southend. Oh, the calculations paid off there. Oh, he's won it. He's won it. I'm, I'm telling you. I said EFL expert. I said, I said it. I said it. Terrible. I mean, it's the only thing that someone from Rotherham's won this season. But yes, Callum, you are the winner today of the quiz. Commiserations, Taylor. We'll be hoping that Wickham can turn it around and, and get Fleetwood back in the actual game on Friday. So just quickly before we finish, Taylor, what do you reckon? I reckon we draw 0-0 first game. One of the worst games you've seen on TV. The second second game, we bring it home 2-0 Wickham. 2-0 Wickham. I love that. And obviously, we don't have a Fleetwood representative with us. But Callum, Adam, I'll ask you first, Callum. What do you reckon? Having seen both sides this season, who do you think has got enough to win this semi-final? I mean, I've got to stick with my Con Army. My Con Army, <laughs> Con Army boys after that one. I feel like I'm a... Um... A prodigal son now of the Con Army. I think you're, so. you're one of their 12 fans now. <laughs> uh, I think it'll be close. I think Taylor is right. I think uh, they're going to be two very, very close games. It'll depend. I think the first leg is so important given Wickham's home form. But then again, Fleetwood are one of the only two teams to win at Wickham this season. I won't mention the other. Um I do think I do think that Fleetwood will do it over two legs because I I mean I have to say that because I've tipped them to win the whole thing to be honest so I, I think Fleetwood will will do it. Sorry Taylor and you Adam. Yeah, I second Cal's thoughts there. I, I I think Fleetwood are just really really awkward and if you were to create like a perfect playoff team, I think that would be Fleetwood especially with the off the off well, sort of off season. I think that they'll be the more awkward side to face for the, the two footballing sides, I'd say, in the in the other uh, game. And then I think they'll just have too much uh, for Wickham. I'm so, sorry, Taylor. And James, what, what about you? Well, per- yeah, personally, I, I, I'm going with Taylor. I think it's 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 Wickham's. And I'm, I'm kind of, Taylor touched on it earlier. I think the team spirit within Wickham that saw them get to this point and the lack of expectation, really. Uh, I mean, they've come into it uh, in, we'll say, controversial fashion. But I, I do I do think that no one's expecting anything. And I think Ainsworth's the kind of manager that will make sure that his side know that the pressure is on the other team. Anyone facing Wickham in this competition have the pressure on. So I know they're capable of grinding out 1-0 victories, which is very important in playoff football. And yeah, I'm going to go for Wickham. I'm going to mix it up. Well, unfortunately, time has beaten us here. Thank you to Taylor and our undisputed quiz champion of the world, Kellum, uh, for joining <laughs> us tonight. And um, I wish uh, both teams, all the teams that we spoke to tonight, the best of luck in the playoffs. Thanks as ever for Adam and James for joining us tonight and for you for listening at home. And yeah, we will see you next week to preview the final. <laughs>